0: Hello there, Graham Norton here. Thank you very much for listening to my Virgin Radio podcast with Waitrose. It's the final one from me this year. As always, we've been busy this weekend and had some gorgeous guests, including the wonderful Jessica Plummer, who was telling us all about her new BBC and HBO thriller, The Girl Before. Craig Revel Horwood, forward as he, uh, joined us on the eve of the Strictly Come Dancing final to chat about his brand new Christmas single, It's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Actor David Harewood fills us in on the abominable Snow Baby on Channel 4. And it's not Christmas unless we speak to TV legend Bradley Walsh, who joins us to chat about the Larkins Christmas special. But before all of that, let's solve some more final problems of the year in Graham's Guide and catch up with Maria.
1: Ring the bells for Virgin Radio Christmas. tra la 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 la
0: She's in there, gentlemen. She's I got I wasn't happy
1: show. with my first note. <laughs> <laughs> I broke.
0: I oh, cracked no. on my first note. Hoot, Graham. Well, no, that was the emotion. Oh, the emotion, the emotion of Christmas. You really, you, I really connected with you emotionally. Do you know on ITV they gave away half a million pounds last I night? I watched
1: Walk the Line. Yeah, and everybody, any of it. Everyone was all about the connecting emotionally, weren't they? And I was thinking, I'll connect with you emotionally, <laughs> Alicia <laughs> Dixon, in a minute.
0: <laughs> I keep talking about the feelings. I keep talking yeah. about the feelings. See,
1: half it was a million. lovely, a lovely rendition, but I didn't feel nothing, did I?
0: Um, and Dawn French just sitting there, very happy with herself.
1: <laughs> She's
0: an expert. Um, half a million pounds. That's a lot. No, I mean half a million, and she sang two songs, I think, to yeah. get there.
1: No, I liked the girl that won it.
0: Though. Oh no, I was so pleased she won. Yeah, I think yeah. everyone was. Yeah, no, clearly. Yeah, she won.
1: Um, Graham, I'm here to tell you that my dog activity has finally gone up. At last. Yes, I know. It's the good been... people of St. Leonard's can it... relax. I know it's been late this year. I've had inquiries and everything. It's basically, for those who don't know, it's the nativity scene, but with every character played by small dogs,
0: ceramic dogs, we ceramic dogs, not, not actual... real dogs, because yeah, that
1: would be really cruel to have them in my window twenty four seven
0: for two weeks. <laughs>
1: Can we go now? Is it two weeks till we can take everything down?
0: <laughs> I thought, I wonder what the straw was for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, very good. Um, so everybody who's asking, shut up about it.
0: And uh, I saw Dolly did put in a live uh, guest appearance.
1: Well, yes. She, uh, as a, as she was auditioning for one of the shepherds. A photographer friend was going to do you know, a real-life dogmativity that only took a couple of moments. So of um course, yes. she had a nice tea towel as one of the shepherds. <laughs> but I think she was thought to be too mournful. Too sad. Too sad.
0: No joy in the eye.
1: <laughs> no, no joy in the eye. Think, wh- Very wh- Great fury about the tea towel.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the tea towel robs joy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that could be true of every tea towel <laughs> ever made. Um, now, Graham, I finished Succession. Have you finished it? Have you oh, watched no, it? Oh, no, I
0: haven't finished it yet. I uh. think I've got two or three to go. Uh, uh. Yeah. Uh, was it worth it? Apparently, I heard the last episode was very good.
1: Oh, it's all good. It's all brilliant. If you haven't watched it, you must watch it because it's just. I was a bit.
0: Mm, this season, but I hear the last episode is, is excellent. Yeah. Very, very good. OK, good.
1: Um, and poor, um AJ and Kai on the Strictly final, uh, grade don't,
0: ask, don't, don't, Maria.
1: Don't now, that's don't. just too awful. you see Kai
0: sobbing on the television? I
1: did. Try? It slightly set me off as well. Yeah. Because he was so disappointed. I know,
0: because it, it, it was his first year on Strictly. And again, it's that weird thing. And I was saying that to... Uh... <laughs> Who are you saying it to? I was going to say, I can't remember people's names. And then I was like, I can't remember the time I was saying it to. <laughs> anyway, I'm saying to someone about Strictly oh Dancers and, and sometimes they don't break through and you don't know who they are
1: but Kai has, we do know who he is because yes. he arrived looking like a builder I know. Well, his father's a famous footballer whose name I can't remember. Um, (laughs) This is riveting radio. Yeah. yeah. Two
0: old people just (laughs) rambling at each other. (laughs) And you know that man, it was in the thing. (laughs) Yes.
1: Exactly. But poor AJ, very bad injury to her ankles who won't be dancing. I was hoping they were going to call me to be the third wheel. You know, just step in at the last Last minute. minute. You know I'm very good at that, Graham.
0: Excellent. You'd be so good.
1: Without very much training. Yeah. I mean, you know, I used to put on my CV that I trained with the young generation. <laughs> uh, so I hope people believe that. But I can do quite a oh, good yes. kick and, flick. You know, and yeah,
0: And you, you know, did gymnastics, you did aerobics. I know. Yeah. I mean really I'm eschewing. Have a go hero Maria McCurlin joins us <laughs> on me? the for the grand
1: final. <laughs> um I've got some letters for you coming later. Woohoo!
2: Virgin Radio
1: just so that you know, I'm not old. It's um, you know, Kai Whittington's Whittington's father. It's not particularly famous footballer. Um, he. You ha- said he was. I thought he was, but then I couldn't remember his name because he's not. He played for Grimsbury and Port Vale. And that's quite a niche market. Yeah, but
0: he got paid, didn't
1: he? Yes, but they were never in any particular league, I believe. Third, third division. Third division? Oh, gosh, Graham, you surprised me with (laughs) your. I remember
0: the thing we were told two seconds ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I did using
1: my young brain. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to read you a letter now. I wish I'd never brought it up again. Okay, here we go. Hello, Graham and Maria. Earlier this year, I moved to Edinburgh with two flatmates from university. We all get on really well and have never had any major issues. However, one of the flatmates has a boyfriend who lives in France. He has stayed in our flat a few times, once for six weeks, and another time, unannounced, for two weeks. Myself and the other flatmate think the boyfriend is fine. He's not messy or inconvenient. But now she has asked... Um, if he can live with us for three months next year while he writes his dissertation with a professor at Edinburgh University, even though he still studies in France. It would be an understatement to say we're not keen on this idea. We didn't agree to live with a couple when we moved in and are concerned that three months will end up turning into a permanent fourth flatmate. He has no job and no reasons to rush back home to France. When he stayed before, he and my flatmate take over the living room to use as an office, which is annoying as we lose any sort of space to relax when we're in there. However, she's our friend and, of course, we don't want to upset her. Are we being unreasonable or bad friends by saying no? And that is from Hannah in Edinburgh. Hannah in Edinburgh, I don't think you're being unreasonable at all. There's two ways of thinking about this. You and your other flatmate, who's also equally annoyed by your letter, you sit down with the third flatmate who's got a boyfriend and you just point out the pitfalls and the problems and it's not a place for four people, it's a place for three people. But then you could also say, Hannah from Edinburgh, um, well, if he's going to be staying for three months, we have to split everything four ways which means the rent or the bills, etc. You say he's got no job. So basically, this is, you know, convenient for him. He'd probably given up his flat in France because he can live free in Edinburgh. Well, guess what? He can't. So I don't think you have to be unpleasant about it. I just think you point out that... He could contribute in the same way, so that it's quarters rather than thirds of the bills, and I think he will change his mind somewhat at that point. What do you think, Graham? Well, also, I think if if this is going to happen, and it's one of those things, because
0: it's hard to say no flat no, which is what you want to say, but I think there have to be conditions. One, he's got to pay at least a quarter of the rent, and two. You can't turn our living room into your office. No, you have to do Who that. Who is it- he, the chairman of IBM?
1: I mean... <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't got a sit, job.
0: Yeah sit, so on, yeah, sit in your bed with a laptop. <laughs> we, like normal people. Yeah, we don't want to see you. Get in there. I mean, I mean that, that's ridiculous that they take over the, the living room. I
1: don't think you have to say no, Hannah, but I think you have to point out that you're not particularly comfortable with this and hopefully then your flatmate with the boyfriend will get the gist and just think, well, you know what, if he's going to be- stay here for three months... I'll go and get a place with him together. It may cause a fallout and also then you'll have to get a third person to make Ugh. up your thing. So, Well, you'd... except if they're
0: living together, they'll probably break up and then she'll move back in. So I wouldn't, <laughs> I'd, I'd leave the room empty for a while. I
1: love how your glass is so empty, Graham. Well, she's, of... not,
0: she's not dating someone who lives in France because she wanted to see him, is she? You know, she's dating someone in France because she went, oh, he's all right. But he lives in France, so this is, this is a nicer... Now, he's going to be there for three months.
1: All the time, because All he won't have the a job time. doing a dissertation. you yeah. spend ten minutes a day on. But I think, Hannah from Edinburgh, it's important that you and your other flatmate put your point of view across, uh, because they're taking you for a ride. And I think yeah. your instinct is right when you say, because he's got no job and no reason to return to France, it won't be three months, it will be longer.
0: Or he'll be out of there very
1: So you probably will all end up falling out if this is going to happen. Oh, oh. So you might as well preempt that by saying, no, we don't think this is a good idea.
0: Worst case scenario... Um, they break up while they're together, and she's the one who leaves, and then they're stuck living with some Frenchman, some random Frenchman, sharing a flat with him.
1: It's an interesting take on things. <laughs> I was thinking that maybe he'll get off with one of the other flatmates who's Ooh. also at home during the day.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'll teach your friend a lesson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're cruel and nasty. It's a season of goodwill.
0: Yes, it is. So tell them no. There is no room at the inn. The inn is full.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think you say yes. We're not allowed to travel to France, so he can't come here.
0: Yeah. You probably can't can't by then. No, I can't now. Uh, Anyway, look, I think uh, you say yes, but with big provisos.
1: No, that's a mixed message, Graham. I think you say we're not happy about it. Yeah. And then leave it to her. So, it's you know, it's discussion over a glass of wine in the living room that will soon be co-opted into an office.
0: Yeah. What should they do? Virgin listeners have spoken. Julie in Starport on Severn, uh, very annoyed. I don't blame you. I, I feel your pain. If the boyfriend isn't working, and and Hannah's very specific, he does not have a job. If the boyfriend isn't working, why does he need an office? I feel this is all a precursor to him ending up a permanent fixture. Just say no. It's quite shouty. I'm not, I'm not really fully, fully expressing Julie's rage at what's going on in Edinburgh. Yes, yeah, she, she really thinks she'd say no. Uh, Billy thinks that Hannah needs to sit down with her flatmate and come to a consensus with them. I love a consensus. Mm, lovely. Uh, the boyfriend needs to get a place of his own and not impede on the other flatmates. As for taking over the living room, this is a no-no, as it's a communal space. Well said, Billy. I like the use of the word consensus and impede. I didn't think I'd I'd say the word impede on the radio today, and now I have three times. Karen says, if you struggle to say no to your flatmate, look at the tenancy agreement or just blame the landlord. Karen, you're a genius. Why? Why? Why did sneaky underhand me and Maria not think of that? That is such a good out. Uh, yeah, you could say the um, the landlord um, actually complained to you the last time and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's a way around it. But then she might move out. Oh, who cares? Oh, Graham. This will be good. Graham in Manchester. You have to be honest and tell her you didn't sign up for this. And losing the front room means you lose too much space in the flat, which is a big selling point. It is true. I mean, you, you know, whatever about coming to stay, you shouldn't. You shouldn't have to give up your thing. Hope that helps you, Anna. Essentially, everyone's saying uh, no, non, non. <laughs> and uh, you will regret rien by saying non to uh, your fra- French, fla- French flatmate's boyfriend.
3: Graham's Guide. Uh, the
0: reviews are in. Maria, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, Yes, uh, Deck Hogan's been in touch. Say, uh, you know when you sang at the beginning of the your group, when I introduced you and you sang?
1: I can't remember. You did.
0: You sang a Christmas I did. virgin thing. I did. He says, uh, when Maria burst into song, the dog started howling. <laughs>
1: That's the intention. That <laughs> yeah. was what I was wanting. Somebody sent me a Twitter this week that just said, um, I've just been to see West Side Story. And um, when she sings, Maria... <laughs> he said, uh, I'm thinking of Graham Norton's show. <laughs> it, just, it took him out of it, I imagine. Yeah. It took him out of the,
0: the, the moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very pleased that dogs across the nation have been howling. Uh, I've got another letter for you. Marvellous. I don't know if you want me to read it. I'd love you to. OK. Our office... Dear Graeme and Maria. Our office of around 30 people all took part in Secret Santa and used a website which had a wish list with the agreement that we'd all get something that we wanted. Oh, that's very organised. On mine, I put things like books, chocolates, sweets and random trinkets that I'd be happy to receive. They were all in budget, obviously, and expressed some of my interests. I didn't want to be difficult, so I made sure they were all things that could be found in a supermarket if someone had to shop last minute. I did this specifically to avoid body wash gift sets, which I absolutely detest. You know where this is going, don't you, Graham? I think I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A month after we organised this, we did Secret Santa and, surprise, surprise, my gift was a body wash gift set. I'm fuming. (laughs) I am fuming. I know it's irrational and that I should be grateful, but I'm so frustrated that we took the time to make wish lists and they were ignored. I can't even rant in the office about it in case the buyer overhears, as I don't know who it was from. I'm now left with something I don't want and don't know what to do with how do I get over the frustration of the NAF gift and not being able to say anything to my colleagues? And that is from Jenny in Leeds. Jenny in Leeds, I think this is the tip of a very big iceberg. I think (laughs) there's something gnawing at you that you are very, very cross about in your life and I don't think it's the body wash gift set. So I'm going to say to you, like Elsa in Frozen, (laughs) let it go. (laughs) Yeah. It is the season of goodwill. Somebody, yes, of course, got in, you know, we're in a hurry. Or, very much like your body wash gift set, went to their drawer of the re-gifting presents, possibly from last year, and pulled out something so they didn't have to spend any money. Because yeah. everybody likes body wash gift sets. Except you, Jenny and Leeds, apparently. So I would do exactly what that person did, because you don't know what to do with it. Pop it in a drawer and wait till next year when it can reemerge in the secret santa
0: yes i feel jenny and Leith, if i was jenny and leeds's boss yeah listening to this yeah i would think hmm, i'm not sure jenny has enough to do at work <laughs> 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 that's what I would think. She put a I think the trouble is, Jenny, you over invested in the Secret Santa. You spent so long with your I mean, because you know, really, what you should put on, on that website, what you should put on is kind of a oh, any old rubbish, I don't care. Well,
1: that's basically what people get. Yes. But also Jenny I don't hasn't care. told us she's failed to tell us, Graham, the thing that she but you know, the marvellous present that she popped into the Secret Santa. Yeah, what did she, you yes. get? But,
0: well, because she will have read the list. Should have spent time. Yeah, should, should have,
1: have hand embroidered some antimacassars. Yeah, that kind of saying thing. Saying you don't yeah. have to be mad to work it, but it <laughs> helps.
0: <laughs> um, so yes, Jenny, I think what you've done is you've you've there was this little thing going on, and you have over invested in it, and no one else did, and now you're left with some rubbish old body wash set that you didn't want and uh, you know and that's because it's a secret Santa and no one actually cares about it no one cares apart from you Jenny and that's the problem here it's not that you. I think you feel somehow you've been dissed something bad happened to you taking it very personally Jenny yes nothing bad happened here it's a stupid secret Santa it's a waste of everybody's money so that's why this person spent no money and they clearly found this back of a cupboard and that'll do and Looked up to see who they got in the Secret Santa. I went, oh, Jenny. I'm fine, there you go. And, uh, and now look, it's showing no, into huge thing. No, it's Secret Santa,
1: thing. so it's not saying Jenny, is it? Yeah,
0: it is. You you know who you're giving to, oh, but do you, you? you don't know who you're getting it from. That's why it's a Secret Santa. <laughs>
1: I've never really understood this. I've never <laughs> Clearly really not. I've never really been asked to be involved. We did one in the office. Oh, yes, how did that yeah. go? Not well. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, well, because it's you get rubbish you don't want for no good reason. And we
1: have enough of that. Don't yes,
0: we? there's enough rubbish in the world. I you know. mean, I don't
1: know about you, Graham, but I have a drawer that you know people get me presents. even though I say don't want presents this year or whatever, I get presents and then go straight in the drawer. And then I mean, invariably, by mistake, I give it back to the same person.
0: Marie, and they Marie take Mary Marie Condu would not like that drawer. No. You open that drawer, it does not spark joy, I imagine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sparks a lot of uh, glitter that falls off things as you open it. But, you no, know, I mean, yes, you you shouldn't really have a present drawer, but it's handy, isn't it? Yeah. I always find, when I get
0: presents at this time of year from, like, companies views during the year, and if the present's really big, you think... How much did I spend with you that you've given me that present? Yeah.
1: It makes me think I must never use that company again. Has anybody parked a caravan outside your house with a big bow on it saying "Thank you for shopping at Waitrose a this spe- year"? A speedboat from Waitrose. <laughs> that like, would be lovely, wouldn't it? Oh, a speedboat. Have we got anything from Waitrose, by the way?
0: Well, we've got As a, a gift. Lovely, We've got a wheel. Do you want to spin it? <laughs> no. Dara sponsors uh, part two. Here we go. Charles says. Maybe donate this body wash gift set to a food gift bag so someone who really doesn't have a lot can have a little something special. What a lovely thing. Yeah, just pop it in one of those bins in the supermarket and it'll go to someone who will appreciate it. Unlike you, Jenny. Uh, Julie in Kinross. <laughs> uh, regular listener, Julie in Kinross, says, Maybe Jenny is like the smelly colleague from last week's show. The body wash is a hint. <laughs> oh, Jenny. You innocently wrote in thinking, "Yeah, they'll help me." No, she smells. I oh, come on. I'm sure that I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure that's not true. Um, uh, Ed says the best trick with Secret Santa is to do a charitable donation in your recipient's name. You don't have to worry about buying them a gift. The person can't be annoyed with a rubbish present because the money has gone to charity and you've done something good. Well, the other thing to do is just not do it at all. Yeah. Secret Santa, non-existent. Just stop it. Regarding the Secret Santa, I think this is a lawyer. (laughs) Regarding the Secret Santa, I had the same happen and it even had dust on. (laughs) We opened it in front of each other and let's just say I'm no good at poker. I left it on the side and decided I'd not bother again. And Jenny in Leeds, that's really it. Just don't do it again. Don't don't get involved.
2: The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. You can taste when it's a Waitrose Christmas
0: virgin radio time to meet my first guest of the day she found fame as chantelle in eastenders now she returns to the screen in bbc1's glossy new psychological thriller the girl before it's jessica plummer hello jessica plummer
4: Hello, Graham. Thank you for having me.
0: Don't be mad. Lovely to talk to you. Congratulations on this. It's really good. Uh, You play the girl before. So it's quite hard for you to talk about, but uh, give it a whirl. Try. Do your pitch. Who are you? What's going on?
4: Okay, I play Emma Matthews, who um, moves into this house, uh, one Folgate Street, with her partner, Simon, played by Ben Hardy. um, Designed by uh, Edward Monkford, who is played by David Oyelowo. Um, however, not all is as it seems, and we see, so basically the show follows uh, two timelines, three years apart, um, and we skip between the two. So there's Emma and her storyline happening, and Jane, played by Gugu Mbatha raw And, and um, yeah, you kind of flip between both of them and, Uh, sadly at the start we discover that um, the person that lived in the house before Jane died so yes unfortunately (laughs) that sounds like a spoiler but it's not I promise you literally find out in like the first few seconds of the show Um, and, and yeah but yeah so it's a psychological thriller like a who did it and Sure, like, yeah, yeah. hopefully we, it leaves people
0: on the edge of their seats. And we quickly find out that it's something to do with David O'Yellow's architect and the house. I have to say, like, you are, mm-hmm. it's it's a weird show because your co-star is essentially a house. You are acting with a house.
4: Oh, a 100%. The house is the main character.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is gorgeous. I mean, because um, you, you filmed it in Bristol, did you?
4: We filmed it in Bristol. We filmed it in Bottle Yard Studios. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was built for the purpose of us shooting. And then, sadly, it was all torn down after we had finished. But, you, I mean, yeah.
0: And that must... I mean, having a set like that must really help because it's so three-dimensional. You really could kind of walk around in it and everything worked and all those sorts of things.
4: I mean, absolutely. It was a set, but you you wouldn't know it. It was... Um, It was a two-story set, like everything. A lot of the time, um, like rooms will be separate on set, but this was very much like, as you saw it, um, yeah, was what it was. So, yeah.
0: And one of the things is that you... It, it's like David Ayolo has a type because you look quite like Gugu Mbatha-Raw. So uh, was that weird, kind of going to the audition, kind of thinking, okay, do I look enough like her? Did you try to make yourself look like her to go, or did you under, did you know that was part of the the casting process?
4: Do you know what I remember when um, I googled and put our faces together for the first time, <laughs> and, um, and I was like, yeah. I've got this. It's fine. Like, we've, got, we've got the same draw line. Do you know what? Funnily, when my daughter watched the trailer, she, she didn't know which one I was. She kept getting confused. Oh,
0: that's so freaky. <laughs>
4: my own child, I know, right?
0: Yeah, because I spoke to Google about her on. She said the crew would get confused.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The crew would get confused. Even some of my friends. I'm like, one of my friends, my hairdresser posted a picture of Gugu saying, "I did her hair," and I was like, "No, that's, that's not me.
0: <laughs> that's not me." Like this, this could be really rude or very complimentary. I'm not sure which oh. it is. <laughs>
4: 100
0: percent a compliment. Hundred percent a compliment. Because <laughs> because uh, Google's uh, the uh, she's one of the associate producers on it. So was it weird? Kind of, uh, did you audition for her? Was she there at the audition?
4: So the auditions were last year during lockdown. So oh. everything was done on Zoom. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Is
0: that yeah. Ni- is it nicer to audition on Zoom?
4: No. Okay. Oh my goodness, no. I <laughs> no Zoom. Oh my god, it's just so awkward, isn't it? I remember. Um, in my audition, like everything that could possibly go wrong, went wrong. The, the doorbell rang, uh, my connection went, uh, (laughs) my daughter fell off the trampoline and started crying. I remember halfway (laughs) through the scene thinking, is she okay? Like, should I ignore it? Should I stop? I can hear her crying, but I'm not sure it's a desperate cry. Maybe I can continue. Yeah. Like literally everything that could go wrong went wrong, but, um, but yeah. Somehow made it through
0: <laughs> Well done you I mean <laughs> And and when does it come out in America Because it's a HBO co-production
4: Yes, coming soon I mean, I, I don't have an official date unfortunately but um, I, I think it's like around February times Okay
0: and is there, yes. is there a little bit of Jessica thinking is this my break? Is this Is this my break? Is this me? Saying hello America Hi Well <laughs> you know David Oyelowo <laughs> David O'Yellowo mm-hmm. and, and Gugu they're both you know established stars there so you know
4: Yeah Step oh, forward I mean, that would that would be incredible Who knows
0: We'll see um, So Jessica tell me about uh, EastEnders Did you die in EastEnders?
4: I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I did. Tenders, yeah. Uh, um, Merry Christmas, yeah. everyone.
0: <laughs> she's fine. <laughs> um, she's fine. She's on the phone. She's laughing. She's grand. <laughs> but no, that oh. wasn't. But it was really your storyline was a very upsetting storyline.
4: Mm, yeah. Yeah. It was part of a domestic abuse storyline, which still hasn't come to an end. Although I've I've heard it's rumored to be kind of coming to a head. Um Soon this Christmas, you know what your are like—big Christmas special. But
0: they love a big Christmas. Yeah, uh, they do. Yeah. So I guess for you as a young actor, how did you feel about going into that show? Because it, I mean, did you did you know when you said yes that uh, yeah. oh, she kicks the bucket and I'll get out of here?
4: No, I didn't. I didn't know at the start. I mean, I, I joined the show and it, uh, there wasn't like an ending set in place. The main thing that I wanted doing this storyline was to just do the, to do it justice. That was my main thing, you know, for, for everybody that had been in a similar situation, I just wanted to make sure that it, it came across real and, you know, luckily managed to work with amazing charities to help support everything that was happening. And, um, but yeah, yeah, it was it was great. It was it was an amazing experience to be
0: a part of. And it must be lovely though to have this new big gig, you know, because because mm-hmm. Eastenders is one of those things. It makes you very famous, <laughs> which is lovely, yeah. and, and it's a great work. It's regular work, <laughs> but then yeah. you know, it's not guaranteed that it carries on, <laughs> it carries over into your next gig.
4: Uh huh. For sure. Yeah. I I mean, like I I I remember when I got the phone call from my agent. Um, I was in the bathroom, if I'm completely honest, I was on the toilet, my agent called me, it was 9pm <laughs> um, to say that I had I had got the the role and yeah, I screamed and I jumped around, uh, it, it, like even now still I pinch myself. I, I, I don't think it will really settle in until it's out tomorrow and you know, the world has seen it then I think maybe it will start to feel real.
0: Oh well, I'm sure the world the world will be watching uh, Jessica Plummer uh, because it is really good. It's proper glossy kind of edge of your seat stuff, and it's kind of se- I mean it's sort of a bit sexy as well. We should we should you know let's let's not understate that.
4: Oh, thank you. They did such a good uh, job, the art department and costume. Um, I feel like everybody was at the top of their game, and yeah, we're we're all just like small parts of a big puzzle, and together, hopefully audience
0: really enjoy it well if you want to watch it it's nine o'clock tomorrow night on bbc one and then oh lovely uh if you're hooked you can watch all the episodes they'll be available to stream on the ipair it's called the girl before Uh, jessica blommer thank you so much have a lovely christmas take care of yourself
4: thank you merry christmas
0: all right. Bye. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. The
2: Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. You can taste when it's a Waitrose Christmas.
1: Virgin Radio. Now,
0: there's nothing I like more than a guest that doesn't need an introduction. And I've got one. It's Craig Revel Horwood. Uh, Merry Christmas, sir.
3: Merry Christmas to you, Mr. Knott. How <gasps> fantastic to be on your fabulous show. Oh, listen to you. Clear as a bell. Clear as a I bell. I love that. Lovely. I love that. Very nice. as if I'm in a studio, John, <laughs> but I'm in my dressing room <laughs> at Elstree. Of course Preparing are. myself for the Strictly Come Dancing final, Ooh. obviously. Yes, well, we'll, we'll talk about that in a
0: bit. Indeed. But, let, but let's start with uh, the main reason why you're here. Uh, Craig Horwood has brought out a single
3: I have, and it's called It's Christmas, Merry Christmas. And uh, I'm changing everything, you know, about me. I'm now recording to Starling Because
0: is this the beginning of an album?
3: Well, it is the beginning of an album. Well, it, actually, the album started first. My friend Rietta, who I've teamed up with for duets, uh, she wrote me a, a a number and after seeing me in panto. And I went, oh, how fantastic. And she said, will you record it with me? I said, yeah, I'd love to. And then we did that. We recorded that. And then I said, well, why don't we go full hog, darling, and do an entire album? So we did another 14 tracks and did that. And I said, you know, now that we've done this in <laughs> lockdown, which was fun, I said, wouldn't it be hilarious if we bought our Christmas signal? Of course, at the time, I didn't know that I'd be up against the greats, darling. Obviously, you know, I want to knock Mariah Carey off her perch. But, um, you know, when Elton John said he was releasing one with Ed Sheeran, I went, oh, okay, (laughs) okay. And then Adele sort of, you know, got into the mix, and then ABBA got into the mix. So I thought, well, my yep. song actually stands the test of time, you know, so that's that's sort of why we did it. And it was intru- to introduce the wonderful Rietta as well, who I'm doing the album with. And it was a bit of a fun sort of bucket list thing to do and to cheer everyone up for Christmas, obviously. And Rietta is I'm all right in thinking she's one of the the, the singers on Strictly. Yes, yeah, she was on the she was I employed her in Strictly Confidential, which was a show that I wrote for the pros and Lisa Riley. And then uh, she was fantastic on that. So I booked her to do the Strictly Come Dancing live tour. So she's one of the vocalists on that. And uh, she was brilliant. And uh, she's a fantastic songwriter as well, which is amazing. And we have such a laugh together. You know, we've been friends for years, actually. So it was really nice just as something to do really for our mums, to be honest. And then people said, oh, you should release that. And I went, really? <laughs> is, it, is it good enough, darling? <laughs> Let it <laughs> And then I thought, well, yeah, I'll just do it. So why not? You know, throw caution to the wind, jump from the precipice, darling. In life, otherwise nothing happens. So I've done it.
0: You know, no, I mean, well done, you, because you know it is one of those things. You and also because you come from a
3: musicals background. Obviously, you dance, but yeah. you also do sing. So why not? Yeah well exactly well I've been uh, people probably don't know you know they just know me from holding numbers from one to four you know <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> on Strictly i never see my legs you know either so it's always a shock when I'm in drag and I get my legs out uh, so it's really really good fun actually and it was just a nice thing to do and people see the nice side of me I think rather than just the Mr Nasty from the TV you know so um, I've really loved it it's been really great fun and we we literally did the video for it the day I came out of my turret, darling, after I was locked in that for 10 days, uh, you know, as Rapunzel, when yes. I had COVID yes. um, sort of, I don't know. I was sort of pleased to get it sort of when I did, because I've got a lot of work on at the moment. And it was really <laughs> nice to have those days just at home to get on with it, you know, but I did miss Strictly of course, which was awful because that was the first show I'd ever actually missed. Yes. In my Cause life, you're the last really. man
0: standing. You're the last man standing. You're, you've done all yeah, 19 seasons. Yeah.
3: Completely, completely. So, um, yeah, so that was a bit of a shame because I've never missed a performance and, um, I had to through COVID, but still I'm glad it happened when it did, because now I'm fighting fit and, fancy-free and enjoying Panto. And oh, no, that, I
0: was going to ask you, we'll listen to the single in a second, but you're supposed yeah. to be playing the Wicked Stepmother in Cinderella at Mayflower Theatre in Southampton. Is that all going yeah, ahead with, as far as you know?
3: Yeah, with Debbie McGee, that's all on. People are coming and enjoying it. It's obviously, uh, it's very well, you know, uh, sectioned, so people are safe. You know, everyone wears a mask, which is fine. We'll wear masks backstage until we come on stage and we're all in the big old bubble, so... It works out quite well. And we all do lateral flow testing every single day anyway. So if, if there is anything yeah. happening, we would know about it. So it's really, really good. And it's just so nice. Not that I can see the smiles, but I can hear the laughter, darling. They are wearing masks. You can hear the laughter, and feel the laughter, smiling and enjoying it, and they boo me, which I love, darling. And the boos, you know, reverberate through my chest every day. So I'm loving that as well. So
0: (laughs) we must talk about tonight. Uh, It's been such a difficult series to get on the air and to get through, but what a—it's been an amazing series, though. Really classic.
3: It really has, Graham. It's been unbelievable I mean this year I mean I sort of do say it every year but this year with no exception has been incredible because of the talent you know the amazing dance talent we've had on the show I we could not decide in the semi-final you know who should go through and all of that it was that that, I've never really been put in that position as you know I'm very uh <laughs> opinionated and i come forth with judgment you know quite easily but i found it really really difficult this year really difficult to choose you know if i had my choice i would have put all you know four of them couples through uh for the final and then of course as it happens as fate you know um, yes. lends its hand you know poor aj had to pull out of it you know due to ligament injury so uh which has happened to me it happens to dancers it happens to Sports people all the time, tennis players, you know, footballers, and you know, it's really disappointing and a huge shock. Um, Terrible. Because also to get through a whole series, you know, to not
0: have injuries, to not have COVID, to not, you know, to all those things, to not be eliminated, to get this far. And then at the last moment, uh, did you see Kai? Did you see Kai sobbing on It Takes Two?
3: Yeah, it's just awful. I mean, it's just so disappointing. But you know, the beauty is. She has been on the most amazing, you know, journey and immaculate. she's been fantastic. And, you know, when you look back at that, I mean, my heart is broken because I really fell in love with her from the yeah. beginning. because yeah. She really had just a natural gift that was inside her that uh, was just released. And that's just amazing to see people sort of reborn like that. You know, there's something that she was destined to do you know this won't stop her i don't think and certainly i would definitely employ her as a dancer as a you know a musical theater and stuff like that i mean she's i think she's going to go a long way i mean she can I don't know whether she can sing. That's what we need to work out next, darling. She'll have to go on the Mars uh, Singer, won't she, or something? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think she's um, incredible. And it's going to be a real shame not to have her in the final, definitely, because I was so looking forward to seeing that Charleston again and, you know, all of her dances. Yes. Anyway, it's not happening. And that, unfortunately, is life as a dancer. Uh, you know, and if you've been one, you know how it feels. You know, there are disappointing moments and there's also uplifting moments. And she's had some pretty extraordinary and incredible moments throughout the show. So, uh, and been fantastic talent within. And, yeah. You know, and I didn't,
0: I didn't particularly know her before, but her personality from the show, you're right, so right from show one, her personality was so lovely. She pitched it just right. She wasn't too much. She yeah. wasn't too, and you just, you fell in
3: love with her and she's going to, you're right. She's going to get so much work out of this. I think so. You know, I don't think it's going to stop here. And, you know, Rose, I think, is absolutely oh. incredible with Giovanni. Yeah. I mean, her performances have been immaculate. John and Johannes, you know, also incredible. So it is going to be spectacular tonight. I cannot wait because they're. Obviously, they want it bad now. And there's only this one small (laughs) show (laughs) to see who gets the glitter And thankfully, I'm so pleased I'm not making the decision. I'm glad the audience has to do it tonight. And
0: let's hope they're both rehearsing very carefully because we don't (laughs) don't want it to go wrong this afternoon.
3: uh, Well, when I saw John Johannes downstairs just... uh, Like literally ten minutes ago or whatever, I said, darlings, please take care (laughs) You know. Yeah, don't don't use the stairs. Use the lifts. Use the stairs. Use the lifts, darling, use the lifts. (laughs) And
0: have you have you had to throw in a kind of extra curveball?
3: Do they have to do an extra dance or anything to fill the time or No, I think no, I mean, I'm quite good at talking, darling. I think, you know, they could give me a couple of minutes. I normally get about 10 seconds to speak. So maybe tonight I'll get 30 seconds You know, that'll make a huge difference. But no, uh, they're just doing their three dances, which would be great. And uh, the audience can choose and decide out of that. And we've set them some dancing, you know, to uh, a dance that they can improve Uh, You know, so uh, they've got to do that as well and see if they can get uh, better marks for it and, you know, uh, with advice from the judges. So that's pretty cool. So we look forward to that. And I think it's going to be amazing. I can't Uh, wait.
0: And the nice thing is it doesn't... uh, I think of all years, this is a year where it doesn't matter who wins because actually they're both so worthy. You don't feel like anyone will be robbed if somebody wins.
3: Well, I think the same, you know, with AJ. She sort of already won it in a way. Yeah. In, in In respect, you know, she's amazing. I mean, this is just the final battle to see who the audience like, you know? And yeah. and, and that's sort of it. But for me, all three finalists are incredible. And also it makes you incredible.
0: it makes you like the British public that you've ended up with this very kind of diverse, interesting
3: uh, group yeah, in the final. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I think the public have been incredible this year. They really have, you know, and they've shown support for people like Dan, for instance, as well. You know, who was, who (laughs) represents probably a lot of people at home you know and Mm. they supported him all the way up to the to the um, quarterfinals I know you must have thought sometimes alarming though darling yes it is
0: one of those is he going to be in the
3: final yeah I know but also you know the same happened with Anne Willick. I mean she got to week 11 you know and I was horrified (laughs) (laughs) emphasis on the (laughs) week
0: yeah exactly all right uh, Craig we must uh, let you get back have a great show tonight good luck with the panto and we'll be uh, we'll be cheering you on. Take care of yourself, sir. Bye-bye. 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 There's still a lot to squeeze in, including the final Waitrose Wheelie Merry Christmas competition. TV legend Bradley Walsh joins us to chat about the Larkin's Christmas special. And David Harewood tells us Everything about Abominable Snow Baby, which will be available to watch on channel four. But before that, let's see what Martha's been up to in the kitchen. Hello. Ah
5: uh, yeah?
0: What a Christmassy trolley.
5: <gasps> I know, full mm. of Christmas desserts. Mm. We're so so close now.
0: It is very close. In fact, these will keep I mean, you can serve these. I mean, I, I, we we're about to cut into them and wreck them. But uh, yeah, apart from that, you could serve them. Uh, so what have you got? Describe what you brought in.
5: So today is all about Christmas desserts. So mm. we've got a Christmas pudding, a traditional pudding. This is the one that me and Stephen mixed up about a month ago. OK. Um, and I have kept it in a dark place, matured it, fed it lovingly with uh, brandy Ooh. and then heated it up again today. Um, Gorgeous. We've got some nice accompaniments of that. So we've got brandy butter and an orange orange cream to go with that Christmas pudding. Oh. Everyone has different things they like with Christmas pudding. Some orange, people go for custard.
0: Orange Contro cream sounds delicious.
5: <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great option. I normally go for a mixture of everything. If there's anything that's on offer, custard, brandy butter, put it all on. That's, mm. that's a treat. And then we've got something for those who don't really enjoy kind of a richly fruited pudding. We've got a Yule log. Mm. A family favourite. Should please everyone in your crowd. Um, and I've whipped that up this morning.
0: Now, it yours looks very good. Why thank the you. The only thing it's missing which our mother used to have a little plastic robin yes. sitting on top.
5: <laughs> I feel like it's only grandparents that have those in the drawer. They get out the, the little toppings to go. The Merry Christmas, it needs a bit of retro, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: It, at that there's a there's a de- I feel like the dead robin. I feel like the log has fallen and crushed the robin.
5: Yeah. Yeah. You might find it inside.
0: <laughs> and uh, I can't help but notice there are some uh, drink serving suggestions. Uh, yes. What 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 are those? There
5: are indeed so the waitress wine buying team have matched two drinks to these two desserts Love so that them. you know
0: Up oh, the waitress team. That, that, that's the team <laughs> i support <laughs> yeah it's a,
5: it sounds like a good team to be on doesn't yeah, it yeah <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely <laughs>
5: they've recommended um to go with the christmas pudding um a sweet dessert wine mm-hmm. which is called forgive my pronunciation waitress number one sultaness Oh yeah, Saturnus oh, oh it's a Sautern Here we go it's Here we so, go I knew you might it's,
0: know It's a Sautern yeah, <laughs>
5: And apparently they, oh, I've tried it and It's delicious It's got a lovely Marmalady flavour mm. Quite citrusy And works really nicely With all that rich fruit Yeah yeah fruit. yeah What's in the other one And then the Yule Log <laughs> <laughs> For Yule Log We've got a Tawny Port um, so that's kind of it's served chilled, that's how it's recommended, and it's got really lovely, kind of deep berry flavours, which should go really nicely with the dark chocolate that we got. Chilled
0: going on. tawny Pork, mm. lovely. <laughs> Someone gave me some sherry for Christmas uh, during oh, the week. Yeah, I think, I think sherry's having a comeback. I, I think, think it'll yeah. be the new gin yeah I'm, it'll be the new gin it's the gin the gin of 22. Uh, all right look i'm gonna uh, eat those and then we'll find out exactly how you make them oh, such a sugar high I, now that wasn't a very long song that was a lot to
5: eat during one song
0: <laughs> i've managed to wolf some uh christmas pudding that cream that quinto cream is oh, delicious it's good this log wow uh, oh, yes, um, I mean <laughs> a tree fell in a sugar forest. <laughs> it's it, it, uh, yeah, it's very. Oh, it's good though. Really delicious. Uh, so, uh, talk us through. So, we, basically, so we know how to make the crisp pudding. Yes. Then you store it in a dark place. You fed it with the brandy. When you say heat it up, do you do the thing of putting it in the bowl and boiling it?
5: So yeah, you can do that. I actually went for the microwave today because I find... <laughs> it's you know... much easier, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> much easier. Um, you can do both. If you've got a spare pan or you've got a steam oven or something fancy like that, that's a really nice way to heat it up. But if you haven't, the microwave will do just as good a job because it's already been cooked all the way through and it just needs warming gently. So put it on a low micro setting, whatever they call that, not too high a oh, microwave. Yeah. Not the 800, not <laughs> yeah, the 900. No. for a low.
0: Whack it down. Yeah, like you do frosting bread. Yes. Yeah. Okay, our log, how I mean you did roll up cake. so that's quite hard, isn't it?
5: Do you know what I think a yule log is one of the most deceptive things because it looks really hard to make, but mm-hmm. I promise you, they are so they're popular at Christmas for a reason and that's because it doesn't take very long to make. I made this this morning in about an hour and a half, kind of start to finish with cooling and all kinds of things. You can do it. You don't need a special tin, you just need a baking tray. Mm-hmm. The cake cooks in 10 minutes because it's so really? thin wow so once you've cooked your cake all you need to do is just roll it up within the paper um, and leave that to cool down in the roll so that then when you come to fill it with your buttercream you unroll it so that it holds its shape really nicely but then because it's supposed to look like a log it doesn't have to be fancy does it you can it could be any log
0: (laughs) so so tell me this tell me this martha so because i'm thinking i'll do this even if i successfully roll it in the paper i know when i unroll it it will just fall into a thousand bits can you just cobble it together with the fillet, with the cream and everything?
5: Absolutely. Yay! <laughs> that is why this is so good, because it's covered in this chocolate ganache. Um, so any cracks or any little bits that have fallen off or any little pieces you've nibbled, you can just cover over <laughs> with the ganache. Um, I've piped, use a little uh, star piping nozzle to get the kind of uh, log effect, but you could easily just do it with a, cover it in the icing and use a fork to do a little ripple. Yeah. And then even if it looks rubbish then, icing sugar all over the top and no one will know. Yeah, just get a
0: big fat robin. And you shove go wrong. <laughs> <it> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and shove it on top. <laughs> uh, that is gorgeous. If you're looking for those recipes, and can I just say that I will recommend the port as well. Well done, Waitrose Wine Team. <laughs> um, uh, if you want those recipes, go to at Virgin Radio UK. That's our Instagram account and stab away there and you'll find those recipes Thank you so
5: much. You're very welcome.
0: The
2: Graham Norton Radio Show with
0: Waitrose.
2: You can taste when it's a Waitrose Christmas. Virgin Radio. The
0: Boyd. The (laughs) Boyd is on the table. Oh, it's so Christmassy in here now. Uh, Suddenly the tinsel makes sense. Now there's a big turkey (laughs) between us. Uh,
5: So.
0: So talk us through, what makes this turkey special?
5: So this is a fennel and citrus roast turkey. Oh, yeah. Now, the recipe is for a whole turkey, legs and all, but I've gone for just the turkey crown today. It kind of suits the amount of people that we're feeding, I think. So many people are having to adapt their Christmases now to feed lots or little so if you've got a whole turkey and your party's looking smaller than you are expecting you can take the legs off and the wings off freeze those for another day and just do your crown and you know talk radio
0: or like they're, they're like the visto kids around yeah, the they're corner like, they're <laughs> like mm, turkey. Why do you not do a whole turkey <laughs> <laughs> and so the fennel and citrus bit is that stuffing or is it something else is it
5: so that is in kind of the coating that we've put on the turkey. So it's got a butter under the skin. You had to really get your hands Was oh, that that thing where this? you put your hands right oh, in? Oh yeah.
0: Oh, that looks gross. Some
5: people hate it. That it's is It's like always... <laughs> to the lambs. <laughs> it's a little bit greasy. That's always my first job on Christmas day. I always tackle the turkey. So I it kind of I'm a bit weird because it gets I really love doing it. I love preparing the turkey. Uh... But I'll wake up in the morning in my Christmas pajamas, roll up the sleeves and then get <laughs> into the turkey skin but it makes it nice and moist and crispy.
0: And all the, ro- the roast veg, did you just do them now? Or are they from some sort of clever waitress thing in a packet?
5: <laughs> well, I've made you some roast potatoes because I thought... You can't just have turkey on its absolute own. Thanks. And then the other bits around it are just some pomegranate halves, some clementine halves. They're not, not cooked, so they're really easy to prepare, but they give it a lovely kind of pop of colour and it matches the citrusy flavours you've got going on under the turkey and ooh, it all comes together nicely. And I
0: can't help but notice uh, there's a bottle of wine.
5: There is indeed. <laughs> can't have Christmas without a little drink, can With a
0: screw top. Oh, yeah. No, so. no problems there. Uh, what, what sort of wine are you pairing with the turkey?
5: So this is the Waitrose Buyer's recommended wine like we had yesterday today this is a Pinot Noir so I think a lot of people think that when you have turkey you must absolutely have white wine but turkey's got quite a gamey flavour more so than chicken so it actually works really nicely with a darker kind of more full-bodied so this is a Pinot Noir we've got the Nanny Goat Pinot Noir from Waitrose and it should pair really nicely with those flavours.
0: I'm all over it yeah Pinot Noir and turkey that's my (laughs) we'll play about six songs in a row now and uh, it won't be pretty when you get back but (laughs) I'm going in I'm going in that is delicious because it's kind of got Salty bits and it's gorgeous on the mm. on the skin and everything.
5: Oh, thank um, you.
0: So, uh, if, uh, if for instance, so we're now having I mean, poor you serving turkey at twenty to twelve. <laughs> no one has Christmas lunch at this time. At what time did that little turkey uh, step into the oven?
5: So this turkey went in at about nine o'clock, um, and because it's a smaller crown, it's only two point five kilograms. So okay. it went in for an hour and a half. Kind of the the rule of thumb is normally thirty five minutes per kilogram of turkey and okay. um, so you want to make sure you've allowed enough time and then the crucial thing with turkey is the resting so you need to allow an extra hour at the end ideally to rest your turkey and people think oh it's going to get cold in all that time but don't worry like think about how long it took to cook <laughs> it yeah. holds its heat really well it just means all of those kind of proteins will relax and it will make your meat much more tender and easier to cut up. So okay, give it a rest. <laughs> so
0: uh, so before you put it in, you, so you, you use it like an oven glove and you stick your hand under the skin and do all your butter in there. Yes. And is the fennel and citrus in the butter?
5: So the butter has got garlic and orange and lemon zest in it. You can mush it all up together and then that goes under the skin. Mm-hmm. And then I've made a little fennel salt for the top. So I've just taken some fennel seeds, some salt and some black pepper and ground them up together and then they get sprinkled all over the top. So you have kind of a double layer of flavour going on there. The fennel adds a really nice kind of almost sweetness to it skin and makes it nice and crispy goes into the oven with the foil on top this crown for an hour Mm -hmm. and then the foil comes off drizzle it with some olive oil give it a little baste in its liquid and then without the foil for half an hour so it gets nice and crispy on the top
0: You make that sound so (laughs) stress-free, and yet we know that's a lie.
5: I mean... (laughs) Normally
0: normally you're close to tears by the time you take the foil off. I mean, it can be
5: stressful. I would recommend having a meat thermometer if you've got one, just at the ready, so you can just double-check that every little bit of that turkey is cooked through. Yeah,
0: and a big bottle of Pinot Noir.
5: Yes, in case it takes too long. And plan to eat at 3pm. Like, never plan for a 1pm lunch. No way. No,
0: no, no, no. And and also, the the roast potatoes, what do you... Because how hot is the for this turkey
5: so the oven for the turkey it's 160 180 whilst with the foils on then when the foil's off it goes up to 200 which is the perfect temperature for your roast potatoes but also bear in mind because the turkey's got a rest for an hour you can do a lot of other things with the oven in that time, so your potatoes can actually go in after if you'd rather.
0: Now that, that's good. Yeah, that's good. So you've got this magic hour that you didn't think you had. Yeah, exactly. To do lots to do of other things. To do your pigs in
5: blankets, your stuffing, some roasted vegetables. Yeah. That's And also good. then
0: you're not kind of squeezing. You're not, kind of <laughs> you're not like stacking <laughs> roast potatoes like cars yep. in a multi-star car park to try and get them in. Uh, yeah, okay, all good. You Honestly, I, you've made that seem so... Possible and, Why, and lovely. And it is delicious, I have to say. It's
5: very kind. I think just doing the turkey on its own is kind of one. That was all right. But if I was doing the full Christmas dinner as well, I might look a bit more flustered. <laughs> well, you know, you this just nice <laughs> turkey, really,
0: you know, turkey tinsel and a nice pinot noir. You're laughing. Um, if you'd like that special recipe for the fennel and citrus turkey, you can go to our instagram account at virgin radio uk and stab away and uh, we'll we'll find out uh, you'll find out how to make it uh, martha have a lovely lovely christmas
5: thank you so much you too
0: all right take care and thank you for everything it's been a joy to eat all your cooking this year so well, thank you thank very you. much it's time for the waitress wheelie merry christmas competition let's see what you won this week <laughs> Oh yeah, it's time to play the Wheelie Merry Christmas competition with Waitrose. And playing today, well, let me tell you, basically there are ten prizes on the big wheel, uh, including the baked camera bear with truffle and acacia honey, delicious, Uh, truffle-flavoured smoked salmon a Waitrose hamper, your Christmas Day food and drink shop paid for, or if you're really lucky... This hasn't happened yet. You could win everything on the wheel. Uh, Martha is today's wheel spinner. I'm ready. Oh, she's got a stirring arm. A stirring <laughs> arm. I like that
5: Christmas pudding is <laughs> yeah, paid that, off. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> All that stirring's paid off. Uh, OK, today on the line, I should have Sue. Hello, Sue. Hi,
4: Graham. Merry Christmas to you. Yes, yeah,
0: Merry Christmas to you.
4: Uh,
0: where are you, Sue? exciting. Isn't it, though? <laughs> where where yeah, are you, sure. Sue?
4: I'm in Cambridge.
0: All right. And uh, what are you up to on this uh, Saturday before Christmas?
4: Uh, Well, I've just been for a dog walk with my daughter and granddaughter and I'm off to play golf
0: in a minute, actually. Well, you sound very (laughs) organised.
4: Well, I'm looking at at the mess on my table that I'm ignoring, which is all the Christmas stuff that I'm supposed to be wrapping and writing. So I keep putting that bit off.
0: Yeah, well, but we've got a week. The good news is I
4: haven't done my Christmas shopping for food yet, so this could be the answer.
0: Oh, Sue! How I exciting! Know. You might win some vegan phyllo twirls. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Just like, about to feed everyone. <laughs> yeah, like I say, like I say, you won't go away empty-handed, but you may no, go no. away disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm sure I won't. You, we're I won't. not even—we're not even going to spin that wheel unless you answer this question correctly. <gasps> okay, here we go. Now. Oh, tension bed, very good. Traditionally, (laughs) traditionally, Sue, what is the name for December the 26th? So it's the day after Christmas Day. So there's Christmas Day and.
1: Boxing Day.
0: She's right, everybody! Well (laughs) done, Sue, in Cambridge. (laughs) Oh, I tell you, that dog walk (laughs) cleared the head. Okay. It's time. Martha, I want a two-hand spin, and I want it big. I want it now. Here we go. Here we go. And... Off she goes. That was... (laughs) It's the best spin I've seen her do. It's it's very impressive, Sue. It is spinning. It's spinning for Sue. Crowds are gathering to see where it's going to land. Round it goes. Where it lands, nobody knows. Oh, no. Oh, no. We jinxed it, Sue. Oh, oh no! G- oh Sue, I I'm think sorry, you may Sue. have to you may have to do a Christmas shop because <laughs> because, because you've won the uh, vegan festive filo trials. <laughs> 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 uh, they're really? delicious. I'm really? told they're delicious. Vegan filo right. pastry uh-huh. is delicious. Yes. Yeah. Your honestly <laughs> neighbors and birds will gather and eat those of interest. <laughs> hey, you've got a dog. Uh, I've
4: got a Labrador, yeah. yeah a Labrador <laughs> will eat
0: anything. Uh, yeah. Oh, Sue. Sue, Sue, Sue. Oh. I'm so sorry. Uh, there no, you go. that was fun. That was fun. Thank you. It's the luck of the draw. Right. Anyone you'd like to say hello to while you're on the radio?
4: Um, well, hello to all my family. Hoping that the London Lights make it down this week, but... Um, COVID is, is getting in the way a bit, but never mind. And yeah, looking forward to catching up with people over Christmas and um, yeah, having lots of fun.
0: All right. Well, look, Merry Christmas to you, Sue, and better luck at the golf. I hope it goes, I hope it goes yeah. better than the wheel. <laughs> You'll enjoy them. They're delicious. Delicious, delicious, I'm delicious. Sure i
4: will. I'm All sure right. I will. Take care yeah, of yourself. I'm talking but, to you guys. Thank oh, you.
0: Lovely talking to you, Sue. Take care of yourself. The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose.
2: You can taste when it's a Waitrose Christmas. Virgin
0: Radio. For the last time this year, we play the Wheelie Merry Christmas competition. Yes, 10 waitress prizes on the big Wheel of Fortune up for grabs, including you could win the Heston Waitrose Giant Cracking Penny. I've seen a picture of that. It looks delicious. You could win a free-range turkey, a waitress hamper, your Christmas Day food and drink paid for. for the Christmas Day food and drink paid for. Uh, and if you're really lucky, you could win everything on the wheel. Martha, stirring forearm at the ready. <laughs> ready. She is. Yes, yeah, she is ready. <laughs> she lifted that turkey. She's done her warm-up uh great okay and playing today is uh somebody called marianne hello marianne
4: hello graham good morning
0: morning to you how are you
4: i'm very well how are you
0: i'm all right thanks where are you
4: um, i'm in a place called weston
0: oh the yes best- oh lovely and uh what apart from uh, hoping to win big on our wheel what else are you up to today
4: um, i'm i'm actually wrapping christmas
0: presents Oh, you paint a beautiful picture of you and your little village <laughs> wrapping Christmas presents. Lovely. Uh, is is everything ready? Is the tree up? All those sorts of things. Yeah, everything's
4: ready. Yeah, I just like, I just need to just finish these presents and I'll be done.
0: <laughs> what? You, you're totally ready. You're organised.
4: Well, yes, more or less.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. The, the The nation is spitting at you now. <laughs> what? What? She's that organized? Okay, I'm sure you've forgotten something. I'm sure you've forgotten something big. Uh, all right, I've got to ask you a little qualifying question here. But if you get this wrong, I mean, you won't get this wrong. You're fine, Marianne. You're fine. Okay, here we go. Here's your qualifying question. Tension bed. No no jingle bells on it, but never mind. Never here we go. What, what are you supposedly meant to do if you're standing underneath the mistletoe? Just a kiss. Yes, you are right, Marianne. Well done. The wheel will be spun. <laughs> All right, listen. We haven't had much luck. We gave away vegan phyllo swirls yesterday, so uh, yes. we're hoping for a big Chris- we're hoping for a big Christmas win. Uh, Martha, yes. are you feeling lucky?
5: Oh yes! Come on, Christmas miracle. Let's you, have it. You said that
0: yesterday. All <laughs> right, uh, come on. I think a two hand spin. We want a big, big, big spin. Okay, here we go. And you, you, you.
5: Oh, she has
0: gone for. Oh, listen to my- it may, it may come off. The wheel may come off. Here we go, here we go. Oh, round it goes, where it lands, nobody knows. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. What's that, what's that, da-da-da? You have won a bronze a free-range turkey. You've won oh, the whole turkey. nice. <laughs> Fantastic, thank you. Now, now you've got two of them. <laughs> That'll teach you for being so organised. Voting, you'd hung on. <laughs> you'd have saved yourself a fortune. You can put it in the freezer till next year. <laughs> Is there anyone you'd like to say hello to, uh, Marianne?
4: I'm just, just everyone who knows me, really. I hope everyone has a lovely Merry Christmas.
0: Well, you can know more people now that you've got two turkeys to feed the nation. So <laughs> <laughs> Start inviting yeah. more people around. Uh Marianne, I'm glad I'm glad we got you a decent prize finally on the uh wheel. Uh, have a lovely Christmas and yes. uh to you and yours. Take care of yourself now. Thanks for playing. Thank you, and you bye. Alright, Merry Christmas, Marianne. Christmas. All right, bye-bye. The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose.
2: You can taste when it's a Waitrose Christmas.
0: Virgin Radio. Right, time to meet my first guest of the day. He is one of our greatest actors, star off stage and screen. He's currently appearing on the stage at the Young Vic in London, but he's here to talk about the abominable snow baby, which he narrates. His name is David Harewood. Hello, David
6: good morning graham hi sir
0: i'm very well listen thank you for interrupting your christmas uh, preparations because i know this is your day off so this is this is when well, you had, should be uh, you know
6: we've du- had two days off we've had two cause, because we've got one of our younger members of the company has come down with a dreaded lurking
0: which is terrible so, and yet also must be rather yeah. lovely
6: <laughs> well, well you no know, I, I i miss the buzz of the stage i miss the buzz of performance so i'm i'm at home cooking and it's nice to be home, but I want to be on stage, <laughs> giving it, the, giving it the big one.
0: And did you move back to Britain? Were you living in America for a while?
6: Yeah, I was living in America. I've been living there on and off um, for about ten years, and I uh, uh, and then I I, I went to I spent the last six years in Canada doing Supergirl. Um, so it's been it's been lovely. It's been it's been a, a, a wondrous time. The kids come out and enjoy the sunshine in the summer and. It's been, uh, it's, it's been lovely. So, yeah. so, so you've always kind of lived in
0: both places. You've kind of had a family here and then you'd, you'd go away and Daddy would go to work and then come back six months later.
6: <laughs> exactly. Daddy comes home and buys iPads and, and buys, them, <laughs> buys them nice gifts for their birthdays and, and uh, makes some money and then, and then goes away again, disappears.
0: And listen, we're here to talk about a Christmas treat, Christmas Day, half past seven on Channel Four. Uh, it's a, it sounds gorgeous. The abominable snow baby. Um, this is based on a Terry Pratchett story. When did you get involved in this? Because you know, notoriously, animation takes years.
6: It, it does, but but um, I mean, I think they they had the original idea a couple of years ago, uh, and um, I was asked to sort of get involved with it. In the height of summer, it was—it must have been about sixty degrees. It was boiling hot in the summer, and, they, and here we are talking about abominable snow babies But when I heard it was Julie Walters and, and Hugh Dancing, and, and uh, you know, involved in it, and it was such a lovely story. They sent me the story, and they, there were no—there was no actual, uh, no actual animation. It was just—it uh, was just the idea and a few drawings and stuff. But I heard Julie Walters's performance, and it was just beautiful. It's fantastic. I mean, she's a. She's a legend. And, and I, just, I, I just, once I heard that, I thought, this is a winner. Um, and, uh,
0: yeah. And you talk to actors about doing animation, and it always sounds like quite fun because it's easy. You don't have to learn it. It's, you can go wild. You can do whatever you like. But mm-hmm. were you kind of jealous of the others? Because presumably, as the narrator, you're quite staid, and, you know, you're the sensible <laughs> voice.
6: Exactly. I mean, I, I, yes, I, I have to be the one that reads the nice words. <laughs> and just, but it's like reading a bedtime story to kids. And when, when I, when I was, and I, I, I was always making voices up when I would re- I'd, I'd finish reading the, you know, the tiger who comes to tea or something. And then my kids would go, I want another one. And I would just make one up off the top of my head and start using all these different voices and African voices and Cockney voices and Liverpudlian voices. And, and the kids would just love that. So, so I sort of tried to bring in a little sense of that with, with, with this and, and, and they modulated it as, 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 as we went along. But it was, it's still great fun. It's still great fun.
0: And where does the abominable snow baby show up? How does this happen? Uh, you narrated the story. You know everything.
6: Well, it's, it's, it is a wonderful story. And, you know, and, and in these trying times that we are living in now, it is a sort of reminder about these, you know, about strangers and about people who don't look like us. And about pe- and just reminded that old ap- 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 apocryphal story of, of inviting people in at christmas and opening your doors which which we can't do anymore but 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 you know about about not being scared of big scary strangers and it's there's, there's this wonderful town um um fictitious town in the middle in in middle england and it there's a huge snowstorm and um this 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 what they think is, is, is an abom- abominable snow person kind of turns up and people are scared of it, but Julie Walters' granny kind of goes and takes takes the abominable snow baby in and and, and, and then the mother turns up and that, she, she really isn't an, an abominable snow, huge thing. But again, it's, it's, it's sort of, Julie Walters goes and teaches the mother how to be a proper mother and, and you know, they, the, 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 t- the families come together at the end. And it is really just about, the whole story is about welcoming strangers in and and and, and not being afraid of people who don't look like us it's it's a really lovely little tale
0: and it sounds like a gorgeous thing for the family to sit down on christmas day at half past seven on channel four to watch he is also appearing in best of enemies at the young vic and i don't know if you read reviews david but you got a great one in i think with the observer today so well done you congratulations
6: oh fantastic i tend not to i tend not to read them
0: well don't read it but it's very good they said you were best. They said you were the best in it. They didn't know. They praised. They praised everybody. They praised everybody. Um, just stirring the pot. Uh, <laughs> so, the best of enemies. Uh, is it? So, is this a real? Is it a real televised debate that happened? Uh, explain it to people.
6: It, it was. It was. It's. It's actually taken from a documentary called of the same title, "Best of Enemies," and it was the very, very first sort of um, pundit debate. The first debate between somebody on the left and somebody on the right. Um, that, that was that really, really kind of um, uh, initiated the kind of birth of um, pundit TV of right versus left of you know CNN, Fox News, the split in politics, and it was the very, very first one between Gore and, and and William F Buckley, and it was on the lowest kind of ranked network. But by the end of these debates, it, it was the highest ranked uh, t- television event because these two, these two people were just so they hated each other so much. It was just, it was just, it was just kind of sort of, it was, uh, you know, must see television because they were both incredibly articulate, very, very funny, and just, were just, were just kind of personally attacking each other, but but also getting their politics together. And it, it just became must see television. And um, it, it, as I say, it's taken from a documentary, which you can download now and see it, but fr- from, you know, James Graham has brilliantly woven together a, a, a play around it, which, which which sort of speaks as much to today as it did to um, uh, the Americans in 1968, just about the dangers of, of everybody sort of um, writing off the, the others, people who don't particularly think like us, people who don't particularly have our, polit- our, our own political beliefs so that you, you know, you, you've got this split, which is what what we've got nearly all around the world where people yeah. are divided between right and left. And I don't talk to you, you don't talk to me. And, uh, it's a it's a very very dangerous time, isn't it? People are getting cancelled because they don't have the same beliefs. It's a very odd time that we're living in now, and uh, and, and this play this play really sort of nails where that division almost began.
0: And what's it like for you? Because you're playing the kind of reactionary right wing William F. Buckley. Uh, I know. Is that? Was... I mean, as an actor, I know you you know actors are used to making emotional leaps. What's it like mm. making an intellectual leap like that?
6: It was very difficult because I, I couldn't, first of all, I couldn't remember any of it. Because you know, one of the things that I choose to, as, as, an, as an actor, you know, I, I empathize with my characters and I find an emotional key into their personalities. And I just couldn't do it with this guy. You know, He's a very privileged white conservative, American conservative, who voted against all civil rights movements, was called a racist. So I had to work very hard to find my way in. So I started reading his books and reading, uh, finding, you know, I read one of his autobiographies and and eventually I, be, I came to admire the man because he was in, incredibly in, in, intelligent. And actually there were crazier people to the right of him that he, <laughs> that, that he eventually said, well, I'm not that crazy. And, you know, I, I recognize that there are bigots. I recognize that there are racists and I'm not that. I want they sort of, I want to sort of, Respectable conservatism, and that's sort of what I then latched onto, and, and um, sp- spent hours trolling through right wing American politics, which is a real myriad, a real quagmire of libertarians and GOP Republicans, conservatives. It's a real stretch of right right wingism, what you call it. But he 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 was trying to be as he was he was trying to be respectable. Um, you know, he would have loathed, but he would have loathed Trump. He would have loathed where 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 the American right is now, which is just, you know, fairly reactionary, no to everything, no principles, yeah, uh, fairly racist. So so he he would have loathed that because you know he did try and he did try to at least get some sort of respectability. But it was difficult for me to get pull myself into that because a I don't believe it, and. And and B, uh, you know, he's a very difficult man to empathise with. But uh, what, what the, the, what's happening is the audience a modern audience is coming and seeing me, David Harewood, a likable black person, charming black person, with his words in my mouth, and they find themselves thinking, actually, I'm I'm quite attracted to that. I'm quite attracted to that. Those politics. And it's really bizarre, because they, they they would have they would think that they would side with Vidal, who was. You know, a, 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 a fairly liberal person, but they find themselves siding with Buckley, and I think that's the magic of theatre—that his ideas, his ideas seem attractive in, in the mouths of somebody else.
0: And uh, and COVID willing, that's going to run till the twenty second of January uh, next year. Is that right?
6: Y- yeah. Well, we're as I say, we're off now. I um, so one of the one of the young lads is one of the young lads is, was out partying and, and uh, <laughs> or, or whatever and. and it's come down. It's, we're hoping to get back on um, on the on twenty seventh, and then hopefully lockdown. You know, if there's no another no lock, lockdown, then we you know we'll be back on stage. It's, it's, it's a really, really amazing night in the theatre. Fantastic performances all around. Uh, it should be such a shame if we um, if we don't get to do it again.
0: Oh, well, fingers crossed that does happen. And uh, and the Abominable Snow Baby is Christmas Day on Channel 4 at half past seven. Uh, go back to your cooking and putting up your, de- your decorations. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, David Hayward. Bye-bye. Thank you very
6: much, Graham. All Bye-bye. right.
0: Merry Christmas. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye.
2: The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. You can taste when it's a Waitrose Christmas.
0: Virgin Radio. The man who's taking over Christmas television, Bradley Walsh joins us now. Well, that's not fair,
7: Graham. You um, are you're on so much of a Christmas. Well, I, it's not my po- I, you, know, you know. You listen. <laughs>
0: it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure, oh, well, Bradley. Uh, you don't uh, apologize. Oh, well, thank We're you. delighted.
7: Thank you, that's very kind. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, f- I find it quite uh, disconcerting when you've made it a Christmas show for TV in July.
0: Well, you- I have to say that because the 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 Larkins at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, they hadn't quite they hadn't done all the special effects and great when I watched it, right. so half of it has snow and all the time, <laughs> right. and some of it just looks like. Why yeah. are they wearing those clothes? It looks very warm. <laughs>
7: yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. But listen, thanks for having me on this morning. That's really lovely of you to do that. Smashing! Oh, lovely well, it's, to see. it's lovely, lovely
0: to see Great you. lovely to see
7: you. Yeah, really nice. This is nice in here, isn't it? I like it. It's well, really I was
0: apologising cool. for the normally we have a stunning view, yeah. but today, I mean, you couldn't see your hand out there.
7: I, I, I Well, it's for the listeners. We're here. Yeah, right, not to a stone's throw, literally a stone's throw from the Shard in town. And um, it's a beautiful part of, the, part of the town. I was sitting there having a cup of tea, just <laughs> and then they said, would you like to come through? At which point, Graham said, sorry about the view, you can't see anything. And I thought there was a blind in front of the, <laughs> the window, but it's not, it's actually fog. In the last 10 minutes, the fog has come down. And what did you call it, uh, Akin 2? It uh, it's
0: Sherlock Holmes. It's Sherlock a po- Holmes, a pea like, super, yeah. Yeah, it really is a pea super. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, we must talk about the Larkins of Christmas. It is a gorgeous treat. I imagine nine o'clock... Christmas Day, Yeah, sitting down to watch that. Yeah. Um, you are such a good fit for that role.
7: Oh, thanks. Uh, Thank you.
0: Were you scared go- going into it?
7: Um, well, uh, quite honestly, pe- pe- people ask me that and then they... I said well I am in a way because it was a I, I haven't done what you would call that type of stuff and that acting since I did you know I little did a little bit with Doctor Who and and then I the law and order days and stuff like that but I'd been doing mainly le shows and I thought to myself well can I do this and I thought come on let's just have a go I was thrilled when they asked me to do it I, I really was and uh, it was it was great fun doing it but I did have a slight slight bit of hesitancy doing it not because of the original show, show and David Jason, etc. Because people forget that was thirty years I know. ago, and no one remembers it. Yeah, it's a new younger audience now. No one really remembers it, and, uh, and so I deliberately didn't watch it. I I, de- I couldn't remember it exactly from the ba- back in the day, so I deliberately didn't watch it. So I took my own sort of thing to it, and I and Simon Nye, the writer, also said. Um, let's not do the whole perfect thing and, ta- and tag that so it then harks back to the old show, you know. Yeah. I think the show's moved on, I do believe that, and the way it's sort of made, and Andy Demony, the director, what he's done with a fantastic job with it and stuff like that. And,
0: and also the good jokes in it. Because yeah. I think, I, I mean, my memory of the... And I, I'm only I like you, because it was 30 years ago, yeah. so you have a dim memory of it, yeah. and you remember it being kind of lovely, but I don't remember... It, Laughing out loud yeah. this one is probably laugh out loud good jokes
7: yeah it's funny well this this Christmas episode has been directed by Robin Shepherd so you know because Andy Demeny who, who directed the entire series couldn't do it because he was locked in the edit to get that sort of the other stuff ready you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and and so consequently we had Robin do this and so it was quite that was lovely and I really I really enjoyed it and she's just the most fantastic lady um but I just had great fun on it and great cast and brilliant and the animals and when 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 they when they come in i I, I got out of my trailer and when i say trailer it's not like hollywood I, when i say trailer i literally mean so i got i got out uh, um because i'd stayed overnight in the, in the farm where we film i'd, I'd literally stayed over oh, wow I, I couldn't be bothered to go home it was like an hour and a half home. anyway and they said oh we've put the snow out today but i went oh yeah okay fair enough and i walked down there and it was just covered this this company had been in and covered the place with snow And I just thought, oh wow, this is fantastic! It looked beautiful. It really did. (laughs) Hold that thought. I then decided to stay over again. The that night I thought, this is lovely. I'll stay over again. I won't bother. Two cows escaped from the farm and trampled across all the snow. They had to redo it. and all turned to sludge. So it looked like the whole place had been covered in Nutella. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, it was extraordinary, really, yeah.
0: And it is, that, it is one of those shows where it's like, this is the sort of show everyone advises you, like, it's children and animals. Yeah. Not just, like, a couple of children, a couple of yeah, animals. Yeah. It's covered in children yeah, and
7: animals. Yeah, no, it really is. We have, our, our, obviously, our, our close proximity family and stuff like that. But then also we have um, the, the, who you would deem the village you know, the village people. From, yeah, yeah. No, no, the, the, the throng. The I'd throng. really like to see that. I mean, yeah, the village people yeah. were in it. That's a different Show entirely. The throng. The throng. By the way, I try talking about the village people. I know this is going off piece. So I just read the other day that the, the YMCA actually tried to sue the band, the village people, over use of the, Could you believe that? Wow. And anyway, it's neither here nor there. Yeah. There you are.
0: And also, then the Navy tried to use the song in the Navy as an ad. And then someone explained to them what it meant. <laughs> and they were like, Oh, okay. Let's <laughs> let's let's not do that. <laughs> I didn't that. Uh, yeah, so y- yin and, y- and yang. Yeah. Uh, so there's lots of Christmas. Let's. What else we've we got to talk about? You've got uh, oh crikey, a, you got blankety blank Christmas special.
7: Yes, that's Christmas Eve, I believe. Is no, it? No, that's
0: Christmas Day as well. Was uh, oh, it Christmas Day? Is <laughs> yeah. it? You're not. All, you, you can happily you can enjoy that <laughs> oh, and then switch over. <laughs> I'm sorry, to switch. Yeah, <laughs> you can <laughs> I'm, switch over. I'm then, so sorry, and um, again, that what you make that job look like the most fun in the world? Is oh, it?
7: Oh, but it, but it really, it really is. Fun fun uh, graham it's so much fun because i love comedians and i love people making me laugh i'm a very good audience you know <laughs> and uh we have uh we had jimmy Car we had jimmy carl on the series and, and i find him hysterical out loud, loud funny and then we one one show we had uh, uh josh Widdicombe and and rob beckett on with tamsin Alpha and they the three of those uh, it was just hysterical it's and the and then the casting people do get us the contestants. And, oh, my goodness, they're so funny. It's it's a real laugh-out-loud show. For me, for me personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, the,
0: oh, but you're right, though, those contestants are key.
7: Oh, key, they're key. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I really do. It's great fun.
0: Now, so far, yes. we've discussed The Locker of Christmas, which yes. is 9 o'clock on Christmas Day. Yes. Uh, Blankety Blank, which is Christmas Day at 7.25 on BBC One. Yes. You also do Breaking Dad. Oh, with my son Barney, yes,
7: <laughs> on, on Christmas
0: Eve, yeah. Those yeah. shows... Are crazy popular. Yeah, people yeah. love those shows.
7: Yeah, yeah. That's um, and I think I I, I think the the. The thing about that is because I have such a good relationship with Barnes. I, have you ever met Barney, Graham? I don't
0: think I have. I feel like I have because I've seen oh, him on television. Actually,
7: I think... Uh, actually, Barney and I came on at uh, uh, the BAFTAs and we presented an award. You, you were backstage hosting it and oh. you put us on one evening. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. And, so, I, so, yes, I have. Oh, but only by, hello, you shake <laughs> hands, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, yeah, back yeah. in the day when we could shake hands, of course, um, <laughs> and, which was a lovely thing. Um, but, yeah, uh, and I think it's because of our relationship. We're, we're mates, you know, and... Um, I I love him dearly uh, and um, hopefully it's (laughs) appreciated. But, you know, they just, the whole idea came, we was at a party and Philip Schofield, this is true, Philip Schofield showed me, he said, Brad, see this, look at this. I said, what's this? And it was a woman, an elderly woman, wing walking on a a, a biplane. (laughs) On a biplane. And I said, well, that's fascinating, Philip. I said, thanks for that. I said, he said, well, it is fascinating because that's my mum. And oh. she was like and she was like 80 and I said, You are joking. He went, No, no, that's my mum, wing walking. So I went, Holy schmoly. So I said, Well I said, Well So then Dan Baldwin, who's married to Holly Willoughby, yeah, yeah, yeah. said, Brad, would you do stuff like that? I went, Absolutely not. No way. <laughs> and then he said to Barney, he was standing next to me, Barnes, could you get your dad to do that? And Barney went, Yeah, I think I could. And that's how that started. That's how that whole thing started. Then we got an RV in America. We drove around on me and I fell off a ball, broke my back and got thrown out of a plane. Yeah, it's mad.
0: Because it is one of those shows that it's funny till it goes... I mean, it's funny really? till, like, something bad happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. you
7: got to be really... It's really tricky. It's like, true. do they take proper good care
0: of you? I yeah, worry.
7: No, well, they do. They do, yeah. But you, you, they they do. They do. But I like driving the RV. I don't know why I'm sitting here. People at home going, well, what am I doing? And Brad's trying to present
0: his driving He's the a bus. He's a mime of an RV. Yeah. The actor is deep within him, ladies and gentlemen.
7: I know. And then we put, the, we put the bangers on and we play music and we sing along and then we ch- talk about life and stuff and it's great I love
0: it and how many people are on the trip with you
7: Uh, we have a crew of about a dozen we have a crew it's just me and Barnes in the RV we drive the RV and we have a trucking a tracking vehicle and stuff yeah 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 I love it I really love it and overnight in the RV that's cold depending (laughs) on where you are So, so the Christmas set that you're there going to watch is Iceland wow yeah it was lovely (laughs) <laughs> yeah 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 it was cold uh, you like sleeping in a caravan don't you i love it i, lo- I know i really do i i know i actually really do are you laughing oh yeah because i said about the thing at the farm yeah, yeah. oh i do i love it yeah. i don't know why i don't know why it's a nomad in me Who knows? lovely
0: zip up Brian island sleeping bag <laughs> he's in yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the chase continues like how? Oh, because yeah. the chase is on all the time yeah but is it one of those things you, like, stack them high? Oh, God, yeah.
7: I mean, people don't realise. There was something... Someone, listen, I have to defend myself every time I have uh, interviews because people say, Cracky, you're always on the television. Well, look, we make 210 chases a year, right? That takes 70 days. We make three a day. So it's seven, it's only 70 days' work. Then we do... I do 10 blankety-blanks. That's five days' work. So yeah. now that's 75 days. Then you do a dozen celebrity chases at six days, so now you're up to eighty one days. Do you see what I mean? So I'm actually really doing eighty one days of work unless I do um the Larkins, which is a fifteen week shoot. But doing three shows, shows a day, a day
0: yeah. for that long. Do you kind of lose your mind by no, the end of it? No, you know
7: why? Because I love... I actually love playing the game. And I don't think ITV have found me out yet. Because <laughs> it's like they invite me in and they pay me to actually play a parlour game. And I love the game. So if you love the game, you know... And we we, we we press the juice button at 10 o'clock in the morning, make three shows, finish around about half five. So it's like having a regular job. And then I go home. And it's only at Elstree Studio, so around the corner from Epping, you know. Oh, so ideal. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and, and I But I love... Playing the game, and I and, and people think this is a bit of a cliche, but I love meeting the public, I just love them. I, I, the people we get on, I just love having a laugh and chatting to them what they're all about, where they're from, and stuff, and the things that they do. I'm quite interested, I love all that.
0: <laughs> I, I so, it used to be on, I used to watch it when I was you know getting ready to do the show, it'd be yeah. on in the dressing room, yeah. And because I never saw the whole show, yeah, it took me. I probably about two years to figure out how that game worked. Yeah, I could yeah. not follow it. I, for I the of me I know.
7: Yeah. A lot of people say the same thing. A lot of people say the same thing. But once you're into it, oh yeah. Once it, you it's know, it's
0: really exciting. Yeah.
7: It's really, especially if it's a very close call at the end by two or three seconds. It's yeah. A, it's yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. exciting. You
0: yeah. uh, know. Listen, sir. Uh, thank you so much for coming in to see oh, us. Oh, If I finished. Yeah, you're done.
7: I haven't stopped. Smoke, uh, I haven't stopped smoking. I haven't stopped speaking. I'm so sorry. Good. That's an interview. That's the idea. Oh, cheers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you. You're into gab. <laughs>
0: uh, so just to wrap it up. Uh, breaking down at Christmas. Uh, Christmas Eve, that is nine o'clock. Uh, then there's Blanky uh, um, uh, blank uh, on BBC One uh, half seven, yeah. and then Cri- the largest of Christmas, Christmas Day, yeah. ITV yeah. at uh, nine o'clock, and yeah. that'll be on the ITV Hub from Christmas Day at seven a.m. Yeah. If you want to watch it earlier, uh, Bradley. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours,
7: and, and, and to you, Graham. Lots of love to all your listeners as well. Look after yourselves. Take care, everyone. Lots of love. got All bless.
0: right. Safe home in that fog, sir. Oh, thank you. All right, cheers. God bless. All right, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, what a weekend and what a year. Thank you so much for joining me on the Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. All I have left to say is thank you for listening to the show and to the best off bits on my podcast. We'll be back in the new year with great guests and everything you love about the show. Until then, lots of love and have a very Merry Christmas. The
2: Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. You can taste when it's a Waitrose Christmas.
1: Virgin Radio.